Welcome to the first official live stream of the Scribe of Worlds Scribe's Journal podcast. If anyone's out there, please feel free to shout us out in the comments. We will get started here very quickly. Hi, I'm here too. Sorry. Hi. Oh, yes. Alrighty. Well, as we are live, greetings, salutations. Currently, Scribe and I are writing down the names of each of the prompt that we completed throughout these past couple of months. I want to make a quick apology for the quality of my audio and my voice. We were supposed to do this in person. We were supposed to have a cool setup. Unfortunately, I got COVID. Oh, I was going to refer to it as the disease that shall not be named, but I you know, that it. works too. I'm Harry Potter and I name it <laughs> without fear because I haven't yet. This is, unfortunately, this is me incredibly sick. So if I am less enthusiastic than normal, I apologize. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Everything's fine. Don't worry. About fine, it. she says. Everything's fine. And in case you're wondering what the other picture is across from my own lovely face, it is the temporary logo of the Violet author. Uh, also, yes! as a visual reminder for me to say, Violet, the Violet and, author. Yes. and not anything else. We're going to be using some D8s in order to help us out tonight. There were seven prompts in this challenge, nine altogether, but seven of them were to write something. Then the eighth one was to edit, so that one doesn't count. And number nine is the one that we're doing tonight and nine is connect the dots so the idea is that you're going to take two of the prompts that you finished and if you haven't finished any of the prompts just go back finish two of them and then you can you can do this yourself but choose two of the prompts and then work out a way to make them into one story whether they're just in the same world whether they share a plot line whatever that's kind of the, the point of this one, just to stretch your imagination. But what we are going to do is we are going to take two of each of ours, so two from mine and two from Violet's, and we are going to put them together, all four of them, and we are going to draw two from each at, at random with our D8. So I have these very cool metal dice. And now that I actually have a D8 and not a D10, I think I'm going to give it a roll. As a reminder, the prompts that we had were Just Write, which was just a free write session, Internal Screaming, which was talking about internal monologues and how do you talk about a person's thoughts, High Story, which was talking about history or building the lore, Good Old What's-His-Name, a <laughs> short story about someone that no one can remember the name of, Strike a Prose, which was Write a Poem, As Foretold, the same idea as the history challenge, but instead doing it prophetically. So looking ahead, building out your plot. And then seven was relational bliss. Yes. We're talking about different relationships that you might have between your characters. Specifically one that you might not personally enjoy. Mm -hmm. Personally hate, depending. <laughs> anyway, if either of us roll an eight because that was the editing one, it will be a reroll. Question, Scribe, am I good to roll a d6? Because I did not... Right, six and seven. I did not get to six and seven. So am I going to roll a d6? D6 would be fine. Okay. Perfect. You have six? I have six. Uh, well, I, I mean, the sixth one, like the eighth one, will be a reroll. Right, right. Perfect. Now that I have my professional limerick. Yes, yes. If... Quite professional. Very, very well thought out. Um, <laughs> if I... you didn't see in the Discord of my submissions, I what much like how I wrote things in college, five minutes before the stream started, I wrote the prompt for the poetry submission and honestly it's classic it's classic it really it's, a, it's a limerick 
the prompt was poetry. If it doesn't get used, I will have you read that at some point during the okay. stream. Probably to yes. close this out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That, that'll that'll be perfect. All right. Are you ready? I, Dear I am. Scribe, I am roll your dice. For the first time. And it is five, which is Strike of Prose. Fascinating. I'm going to highlight that. Be using my Roses poem. Okay. Let me pull that up. And I also need to pull it up. And what is your first roll? My first roll is mental drum roll, please. It's a rare roll. Hold on. Okay. It's a rare roll. Hold on. Wow. It's a rare roll. Rolling high over here. Rolling high. Two. It's a two. A two. An internal monologue. This is my one, the guitar one. Oh, nice. Okay. All All right. right. This is exciting. That's one of my favorites. My next roll is... I rolled a five again. So re-roll. Okay. Double fives. I rolled an eight. (laughs) All right. Try this one more time. <laughs> what was it? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no! Everything's going wrong. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's oh. fine. Everything's fine. I was still on the stream. <laughs> oh, I made no. a mistake. Everything is fine now. You're all fine. What did you roll? And am I coming through the stream? Quick, quick stream check. Quick stream check. Is anyone out there? Anyone? Any, anyone at anyone, all? Anyone at all? Hello. Hello, hello. If you are out there, please let us know that we can be heard. If we we're talking specifically to a singular viewer, possibly a maternal individual who may or may not be listening in due to their relational context to one of us. I feel like I said that about as vaguely as you could. Kind of proud of that. Pretty good. What was your second roll, Scribe? My second roll was a one. Oh, he saw red. He saw red. So this is going to be interesting. All right, give us your All last right, one. All right, and here's mine. The three. We get the white city. Oh, we get the white city. city. Okay. Okay. This is all right. This is wild. Okay. I think we should give a brief overview of what each of these encapsulates, and I will write them below. Scribe, can you give a brief overview of He Saw Red for us? Sure. So He Saw Red is a free write starting out the Jackery Vester timeline of my Ravenscar series, which I don't think I've actually mentioned in this. I yes, you have in this mm-hmm. in this podcast series. I've made you talk about track record before. Yeah, he's great. Ravenskur, Jackery Vester, or Jack as he's later known, is the he's the parallel storyline to Track Record. So his story is about the same time. But long story short, his village is destroyed, and his uncle, who's the guardian of the village and the region, is killed in front of him. And it starts out as he saw red. And then ends with him losing consciousness, like just after seeing his uncle die. Very traumatic. So I love our uplifting, wholesome stories. They really oh, make you just, just, just glow with. I was really hoping for good old what's his name. I'm not gonna lie. Dang, but I was kind of too. Here we are. Okay, synopsis of your internal monologue. Internal monologue is from the perspective of one of my characters that I haven't really talked about from a series I also haven't talked about called The Augmented. It is the perspective of Marius while he is waiting backstage to perform at an open mic, attempting to prepare and then getting on stage and realizing that somebody's in the audience that he was not expecting. That's the basis of an internal monologue. There is an actual, there are actual chord progressions. I had fun with this one. That one was a lot of fun to read. All right. Roses. Roses is kind of a sad one. It is written by someone who is stuck somewhere. It's not specified where in this one, but his prison smells like roses. And it started because I had the image uh, or the, the line of like, 
a smell that's really sweet and that everyone likes, but this person hates because they're constantly being bombarded by it. Mm -hmm. So it is a... Oh, boy. What? It is a 403-word poem. It's not bad. No, it's not terrible. Actually, it's not quite 403 words, but it's... For us? That's great. I know. I know. I just don't know quite how to use it in this one. Okay, your last one. Go. My last one is The White City. It is the history following a man, I will not name because that'll spoil, who ends up building a city that is destined to fall and goes through his life, his struggles with a kind of mental health, and how he ends up in this position of power of king of the last city in this world, and how it's basically doomed from the start. So that's that's the white city. I'm not going to name his name, though, because that'll give a lot away. You know, you remember. Well, I don't remember specifically, but I have a general idea. Yes. Okay, cool. So, boy, oh boy. So we have to come up with a plot involving all four of these somehow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Scribe. I have a really, really easy way to do all of it. Okay. But it kind of feels like a cop-out. Basically, it would be a story about Marius in the White City as he's trying to finish this song called Roses. And I don't know where Jack comes in yet, but he does a whole bunch of wandering after his uncle dies because, you know, what else are you going to do when you're being trained to be the protector and the protector's dead and you aren't ready to be a protector, not to mention the trauma of seeing your Well, the protector, protector. Marius in my story is a protector himself. He's like the tank of the team. So we could have him meeting Jack... So maybe bonding over their losses. Okay. I mean, the white city happens in a post-apocalyptic world. Yes. Kind, right? So that could work. Cool. So, okay. This is a good place to start considering we're already a a good bit into the hour. Yes. Okay. So I have written down Marius and Jack meet in the white city as Marius attempts to finish writing his song, Roses. Right. So let's see. We never actually discussed how we were going to do this. We were just like- Hey, this is a good concept. And I might also add that Violet, as soon as I said, this is what we're going to do, she said, we're insane. She's absolutely <laughs> did? right. I did? You, yes, you did say that. It's okay that you've been sick, so you probably don't remember. Well, I wouldn't remember anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Here's what I'm thinking. We have a couple options here. And yes, dear listeners, this is indeed very professional of us. Professional. Did I say that right? This is very professional, professional of, of us. Professional of us. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> this is very professional of us figuring out how we're going to do this on the stream where we're supposed to be doing it. But we can either try and track the timeline of it and go from like entry, build, the rise, the fall, the end. Does that make sense? Oh, sure. You see the roller coaster I'm painting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Or we can literally just back and forth write a, write a plot point. I think we should just talk over plot details and come up with the most random and absurd things that we can and then format it into a timeline later i like it all right and i'm i am typer so i i shall type what we say so we can look back on it later so we have marius and jack jack is younger at this point he is probably early to mid-teens i think is when it happens he's lost in the actual story he runs away and in that kind of like wandering haze, 
he comes in contact with uh, this man named Griff, who calls himself the Wayfinding Wizard. He he knows some like cheap magic, so that's kind of where he's at in I See Red. It's the very beginning of that. Angry, confused, hurt, scared. Doesn't really know what he's feeling, but it's a lot of negative emotions. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I couldn't imagine positive emotions associated with this interaction. My thought is that in the same way, Marius could be the Griff to his to his Jack, but actually be a good one because Griff ends up being a a douche. Nice. So for Marius, Marius's story is a bit grim. He and a group of college students are kidnapped off of their campus for reasons that you find out later in the book and injected with something called the augmentation that gives them abilities unlike anything that the natural world has ever seen. They return to this campus as quote-unquote sleeper agents of some sort, even though they are not even sure what that means. And they're attempting to assimilate back into society in their various methods and attempts when a freshman comes onto campus searching for his sister who disappeared in similar ways and disrupts their life entirely. Marius himself is the protector of the group. His ability allows him to get very strong very quickly by absorbing atoms and taking on the consistency of whatever he just absorbed the atoms from, meaning that he, if he touches wood, he has like the consistency of wood. If he touches metal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. He is the tank, both physically and mentally. He often deals with the most stuff, but he has a secret passion for music that he does not let anyone in on and can actually be very vulnerable if people take the time to open him up. So that's, that's Marius. Fun fact, he used to not be called Marius. So if I ever slip up in the story and call him Colin, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. I'll just go through and edit that later. You're here no, live. You don't have to worry about it. I don't care. I actually like have, I was going through one of the old sections that I had written for the series, The Augmented, which is supposed to be a trilogy novel series. That's not going to be the first thing I publish. Because <laughs> it's going to take a while. But anyway, that's Marius. I like the idea of him being like the Griff to Jack. Great. I also like Roses because Roses is very similar to how Marius feels mentally trapped mm. in this persona, trapped in this place of not able to control his body sure. or his future. I kind of like that a lot. I feel like it matches him really well. Yeah. So I do a lot of like interpersonal growth and conflict in my stories. So what I'm getting is Jack needs someone who he can lean on and Marius can be that for him while Marius needs someone that he can open up to uh, and be vulnerable with. Am I correct in that? Yes, I like it. I'm thinking maybe Marius meets and opens up to Jack through revealing his musical conflict of trying to finish this song. Sure. So we can already figure out the ending, which is that Marius finally finishes and plays the song, right? Mm -hmm. Perhaps a beginning, Jack is wandering this new city, attempting to find where he is going to live now that he has arrived, and walks in on his new roommate, or rocks into the wrong room to find Marius playing, so that Marius almost doesn't have a choice, but allows to open up. Thoughts on that? Okay. Maybe not a beginning. It might be okay. more interesting to have them cross paths a couple times, so he sees... Marius as, you know, this big, tough guy that he can lean on. Mm -hmm. And then later on, finds that part of him, maybe. Perfect. Maybe Marius makes the choice. Maybe it has to be a conscious choice on Marius's part for him to open up and show this very heart-wrenching song that he's been working on 
to this kid who has like lost everything. Okay. I like that. I think that'd be good for both of them. Would that be, hmm, how many times do we feel like they need to cross paths? Oh, maybe they have a job that has them both eating lunch at the same time. Maybe. Or a job where they work together or around each other. Well, I, I think it could be a good idea to have them actually be roommates. Like maybe they're both working for the same. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're both working for like a mining company or something because Jack is from a small town and he would be a hard worker. And obviously someone like Marius would be a, a prime candidate for mining or some kind of industry job. Mm -hmm. And Marius keeps sneaking out to do his Ooh. music. And then maybe there's a night that Jack shouldn't be left alone and Marius has to decide to bring him along or not practice his music. All right. I like this. I don't know if you've seen what I've been typing. This is what I've got. The beginning. They cross path a few times. Jack sees Marius as this big tough guy and kind of respects him for it. The big middle, which is the beginning middle. Jack is hired into the same job as Marius and moves in with him. And they were roommates. And notices that Marius keeps sneaking out to do the music. The middle. Jack is struggling mentally one night. So Marius brings him along to his music spot to help with his mental health and opens up to him there. The mid end, which is the middle end. They connect jack helps him finish the song and the end marius finally finishes in place nice. yay cool. check that out that was that was too easy yeah was way too easy um well we're, we're too good we, that's we what are. it is we just... we're too good so here's what i think we should do now okay. uh we should pick one of these sections uh, the beginning, the big middle, the middle, or the mid end, or the or the end, um, and we should write a section of it, maybe. Well, you know how we decide that, right? The roll of the dice, and I have roll a d six right now. Yes, so you can go ahead and roll. All right, let's choose a section to try and write through. At a four, one, two, three. That's the mid end. This end. is after the mid end. Okay. By the way, I have a feeling this is gonna stick. Uh, the beginning, the big middle, yes. the middle, the mid end. <laughs> this is probably how we will I do think this is the rest stick. of our plotting <laughs> from here on out. Yeah, I think this is probably what's going to be. Okay, so I like let's it. set the stage. And I just have to admit right now that I am forcing myself not to imagine a scene where there's like moonlight streaming down and Mary oh, has his guitar out. There is. This is this is everything. <laughs> Uh, I have a scene as well set in my head. I uh, I like where you are at with it. I think maybe a part of... Because the, the, the white city is literally surrounded by giant white walls. The basis of it is, if you know biblical history, the, uh, the, the wall of Jericho, where the city was surrounded by a wall, but people lived within that wall because it was such a massive city. I'm thinking a room within one of the walls... That, it, that people don't usually use. I'm seeing boxes. I'm seeing like dust. Maybe a, a single stool uh, in the center of the room where a window allows fresh moonlight to stream down uh, into the room. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, so Marius is on the stool with his um 
with his guitar, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, And Jack is standing sullenly to the side, arms crossed. He's, um, you know, he's he's just heard Marius's story uh, and kind of the, like, reason behind the song. Um, And... Uh, now it's his turn to like offer his own experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And his side of the story. Right. I think that in this moment, Marius is tuning his guitar. Okay. As a way to allow Jack to open up without having to be like, <laughs> you know, awkwardly playing music beforehand. Um, and so, uh, Jack kind of, um, Hmm? I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to formulate the words. Gotcha. Uh, While you do that, I'm going to continue posting this link to some other location. Going to spam the world as much as possible. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't like speak louder on this stream and be like, "Hey, join us!" Because if you're here, you're here. So, <clears throat> hello again to our singular viewer. We appreciate you <laughs> so much. This will be posted later on, and we will be able to allow individuals who could not be present, a couple of mine included, um, to listen in. So it's not just one no. viewer. It's just one viewer in the moment. Yes, yes, very much. Um, okay, so let's see. Let's do this. You like what I got going on in the... In the... In the... I forgot the name of this. In the docs. In the Google Docs. So... Going on in the docs. Um, Use, like, cool slang. Jack uncrossed his arms and ran a hand through his why don't, hair. I'm not actually going to do Why doesn't, while well, one person, yeah, let's not, that'll be. That's going to be too long. That'll be. That'll be too long. That'll, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll, they'll just put it, put it on, like, times three speed so they actually get, like, Justin, Jack uncrossed his arms and ran exactly. through his hair. Exactly. Um, while, while one person <laughs> writes, the other person talks, et cetera, et cetera, back and forth. Sure. Um, I'm just trying to figure, I'm trying to um, figure out how Jack is going to address the, um, address what's happened to him. So, yeah, if you have any ideas while I'm thinking, go for it. Is he going to be addressing the loss of his family? Or is he going to be addressing another deeper issue? I think at this moment, it's probably just going to be the loss of his family. I don't think he okay. advertised that. He just would have come in, you know, with another stream of refugees that um, yeah. I think he's just come in with a uh, um, okay. 
then that'll be what Marius has just told him, just so it makes it an easier transition. So let's say in this world, Marius has lost his team and feels responsible. Okay. And that's how Marius has opened up to Jack to allow Jack to make to the open up about his situation. Sure. Yes. And so Jack, Jack comes back with this feeling of like helplessness, like, but did you do your best? I think is what he says. Did you try your best to save them? Um, his reason because he didn't even try, and he doesn't feel like he could have even tried, even if he wanted to, uh, because he didn't have. He feels like he didn't have the skills necessary, even though he, um, he might have had the skills to fight. He definitely didn't have the skills to win, considering you know his uncle who was the protector died um so violet is just writing out right now um did you try your best to save them my power we never stood a chance though did we not enough strength not enough power not enough not enough Marius shrugged. Maybe. It's how it was meant to be. We were destined to be the last man standing. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Me trying to write to keep up with your reading speed? I was trying to read. I was trying <laughs> to speak so slowly and it didn't work. Um, Ooh, all right. This is going to be interesting as Scribe and I figure out how to do this. Um, that was a live reading of like every sentence Scribe was saying had just been yeah, written. Yeah, that was honestly <laughs> impressive on your part. Ooh, I'm fast. I'm speeding on Zalins. <laughs> I'm also manic, so I apologize. <laughs> I've been cooped up for too long, I think. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. Okay, you were destined to be the last man standing. Uh, Jack moves in some way. Do you want to try and walk us through what Jack does next? Yeah, Jack... I feel like Jack would not just be standing. Yeah, Jack walks away because he's uncomfortable with the idea. Um, and, and he doesn't want to look at Marius because he knows that Marius can understand what he's feeling. And he's felt so unknowable for so long that he's not ready to to be known. Mm. That's yeah. That's great. It just says I changed. Hold on, I changed tenses. I, I changed tenses. Yeah, I noticed. All right. Jack began pacing the room, hands clasped behind his back, eyes glued to the floor. He wasn't ready to meet the gaze of a man who could know the unknowable. He was not ready to be known. A concept. A concept, if you will. Yes. If you will. Yes. We have All introduced right. our character interpersonal or intra intrapersonal. I think that's what it is when it's in intrapersonal. Yes. Intrapersonal conflict. Okay, so what does Marius do to kind of respond? 
I think he starts playing. I think he starts just doing a little, 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 uh, just a little couple chord progressions, some simple, uh, some simple finger pick strumming. Dang it! If 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 my love was online, he would be able to give me the proper turn for this, but he is unfortunately not. Um, yeah, Scribe's got it. I, I think he starts playing because he knows that music is the best medicine sometimes to allow space for the room to breathe. Um, here's what we've got. Marius began strumming his guitar in response. A simple melody, plucked on the six strings, perfectly tuned. Music, he had learned, was a great way to clear the room, to allow it to breathe. Ooh. All right. Nice. I like that. I feel like it's Jack's turn. I feel like Jack's ready now. Okay. So to start his and this will be all you because I don't know Jack's story well enough to write it. Sure. Um so let's see. So now it's Jack's turn to speak. Ooh. Thought I had Boba. <laughs> so excited right now. So Jack is going to say um I'll I'll type you right. Uh, I'll type you speak. Um Jack is going to to say but do I deserve to be the last man standing when I couldn't even lift my hand to fight? when I couldn't even defend my family? Hmm. Why do I deserve to live when the ones who fought deserve to die? Hmm. Does he want a response? I don't think so, or, but maybe Marius should give one anyway. He's more Marius is more quiet, so I feel like he would allow Jack to continue. Okay. Um. So Jack continues with. Um, uh, Do you want to type it and then I'll fill space? Maybe. Talk about like apologies, listeners. We're we're trying to figure out the the back and forth. This will eventually be well. well I, I'll give Scribe a minute to type. This will eventually be our format in for future episodes. Um, we're gonna have some interesting episodes like we did with uh, Lauren, uh, the very cool author that we had come on, uh, writer of The Black Crow Flies. You should listen to that episode. It's all about editing. It's pretty cool. Um, but in the future, what we're Scribe and I have envisioned is taking random bits and pieces of prompts and ideas and sitting down together in one episode and fleshing them out and then talking about how and why we're doing what we're doing, how and why it's so important. In this situation, uh, you'll notice that we're going really over 
the communication methods between both of these characters, what they need, how to set the scene. Um, even these little details, uh, does Jack stand still? Does Jack pace? It allows for the other person in the room, Marius, to balance off of him in a way that you wouldn't get if you didn't describe what they were doing. Also, in Jack pacing the room, we are participating in Show Not Tell, one of Scribe's favorites. Uh, Jack is pacing the room because he is anxious. He's feeling emotion boiling up inside of him. At no point is this verbally spoken on the page. At no point is Jack was anxious written. However, Jack began pacing the room, hands clasped behind his back. This tells the reader everything they need to know about Jack's mental state. His personality that has been written previously has given the reader this knowledge now. So Show Not Tell is being used in the scene. Uh, we've got good character interactions going. Obviously, we're writing this, so we are we can't we aren't we can't be the perfect critic of our own writings, even as we're writing it. Um, but that's what I'm seeing so far in this, and this is why it's important to utilize show not tell and character interactions appropriately. That being said, this is what we have. I'll start from Jack's sentence, and then I'll read up to what Scribe has given. Don't worry, I will write slowly. Scribe, I will I, read slowly. I am going to leave it there. I think. Okay, I like that. Jack began. Do I deserve to be the last man standing when I couldn't even lift my hand to fight? When I couldn't even defend my family? Why do I deserve to live when the ones who fought deserved death? Marius nodded, giving no response. Jack continued. I couldn't get them. I couldn't reach them. There wasn't even the chance. But I'm here, still alive, but alone. I don't want to live this life alone. There isn't anything here for me. Why try to live? Why try to fight for something that was denied to everyone I love? He dropped his hands, turning to meet those eyes he had avoided. Is it even worth it? Ooh, that's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. So, um, I think he replies that it is worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Let's let's throw everyone off kilter here. Nope, not worth it. Out the yeah, window, life, folks. life sucks. No, you should just. Life sucks. Sign sign your soul to right. the devil. It'll it'll be easier that way for you. Hmm. So the line that we have currently is Marius met his gaze. I think it is. How? How can it be? Maybe Marius just goes into roses. Um, Roses is about his own mental struggle. Okay. I feel like that would come after he gives, because right now he's basically talking Jack into life sure. so i feel like going into something dark would not be the right move i feel like that's how he would show him i know exactly what you're feeling right now sure. how do you think we should finish this um so talk me through the people that marius lost marius lost his team of four well, altogether, they were a team of five, his team of four. I've talked about some of them on the podcast before, specifically Augustus August. 
um, who I talk about a lot. He also lost his the girl that he was in love with, uh, Lisa Annalise. Christopher and Kent. Those were his team of four. Um, uh, I mean, in the actual story, at least in the book that I have written, he does not lose them. So I'm thinking in this world, he must have lost them through some apocalyptic means. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if in this world he has the same powers, because I'm not quite sure how that would work. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that he lost them slowly. Okay. Because let's give our characters pain and agony if we if we shall give them anything sure, at all. Sure. Um, Who was the last? One I to think die? that he lost. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's either Christopher or Lisa because both would be the deepest cut. Lisa because he's in love with her and he never got to say it. Christopher because he's the golden retriever, soft boy of the group, and he's the character that like you touch him, you die. Because everyone loves him so much. Okay, so... Um, Innocent Christopher or lovely Annalise? I think Christopher. And here's why. Yeah, I like it. Um, Annalise is... Annalise is gone. And so he has devoted all of his... Because he always had like that mental thought, if it comes down to it, I'm going to save Annalise. But then he had no chance to save her. Um, and so he devoted all of his time to protecting the rest of his team. Uh, and he ended up alone with Christopher. Uh, and let's say that... Did he lose Christopher to like some kind of attack? Or disease? I'd say disease, because that's slow and painful to watch. Wow! Okay, so when I say things out loud... When I I say things out loud, (laughs) they sound way worse than if I'd thought them through and not said them out loud. This this is true. This is very true. Um... So I think it was it was a slow death, right? But Marius kept pushing on, trying to find a cure. He kept using his strength, and even though he couldn't use his strength to like physically protect Christopher, he kept trying to find a cure. Um and he and obviously like he couldn't. So he still feels like he did his best and did his utmost everything that was in his power to try and save them, um, even though he ended up failing at the end. Um, I don't know if I like this, so don't read it quite yet. Uh, Because I think the reason he keeps clinging is um, is there does he does he think that there's someone out there that he will be able to protect? Has he come to decide that 
whoever is in his immediate sphere of influence going to protect, and he will protect them for as long as he can, as well as he can. Um, is he hoping that there will be someone one day who can instead protect him instead of him having to be the protector all the time? Hopefully this mm. is helping your thought process and not hindering it. Oh. I don't can you see me over here? Can you see me back and forth? I can. I can. I was just trying to, you know, encourage you and pretend no, like I you know, were I know. writing a full-fledged novel in the 5 minutes. Thing. I mean, I've got a pretty good paragraph. The problem is it keeps getting shorter and longer. <laughs> Um. Hmm. I think I think it's also difficult to write this because neither of us have experienced a, a major grief like that, and so it's a little bit harder for us to uh, put ourselves in that in that position of what is the reason for continuing forward. Um. Which there is an entire episode about. It's called uh, Relational Bliss. So you should go ahead and check that out. Oh, I have no idea. I, I've gone back and forth on this so many times. I think I'm just going to have him... Okay, maybe, hold on. Ending the paragraph. Maybe there's the sentiment that in my continuing to live, a little bit of them continues to live with me. Do you like that, or are you just adding it because we have I'm, nothing else? I, I like it. I'm trying to... I think, I think I'm... Okay. Ugh. I think I think you can just start reading okay. it, and you can edit it as you speak great. it. Great, great. So, starting back from uh, Jack's line, is it even worth it? Darius met his gaze. I think it is. How? How can it be? I have to believe it was all for something. I have to believe we're here for a reason. In that moment when I lost, he broke off for a moment, swallowing the lump in his throat. When I lost Christopher, I felt like I had lost everything. My last reason, gone. But he clung to life. Even to the final moments, he fought so hard. And I can't let that be for nothing. I have to look forward. To live for him. For all of them. I have to keep going. So that they keep living. Through me. Marius looked back at his guitar. Maybe, in the future, I'll be able to fulfill my role as protector. And maybe, in that future, I'll succeed. But I'll never know if I don't keep going. I liked that last sentence. That was that that last sentence I liked a lot. I, really I would edit it. a few things in that. Yeah. But like I don't like the first half of it, but I really liked the second I, half. I that ending. I'll never know if I don't keep going. That's a good one. Yes. Woo! Alright. Oh. <laughs> so he says he says, um, to finish Marius' statement. 
Um, yes, please do. He says, so is it worth it? I don't know. We just have to keep living until we find out. Yes, there we go. I feel like that's cohesive for 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 our means for the big end that we have. Well, for the mid end that we have started. Um, the problem I'm coming across now with a few minutes over. How are we going to transition into roses? Um, Does Jack not respond and Marius begin playing? And maybe Jack goes, "What's that you're playing?" <laughs> like Jack doesn't know how to respond, so he just transitions into something else. Uh, maybe. Um. Well, I'll wait for you yeah, to. I'm done. Finish. I'm done. I've I have finished yeah, typing good. my thoughts, so I'm okay. Um. Okay. My only thought for an easy transition is. Jack doesn't know how to respond, so Marius just plays for a minute, and Jack is like, what's that you're playing? And Marius is like, this is the reason that I keep coming up here, I'm stuck on a song, maybe you can help me finish it. Yeah. That's my easy one, but if you have something else. No, I, think, I think that's good. I don't know if it has to be... Um... Yeah. Yeah, I think, that, I think that works perfectly, because Jack just kind of is... You know, I have to process this, but I can't process this right now i kind of want to be able to mm -hmm. internally process it while doing something else he asks what is that song that you're playing um and uh and then marius responds oh it's this song that i've been working on it's the reason i'm coming up here just like you said Yeah, and again, you know, using using this, so like the uh, Violet just wrote, Jack's eyes return to the floor, and that's telling you that Jack is unsure of how to proceed, uh, without telling you that Jack is unsure of of how to proceed, and it's giving you all of those contextual clues to a person's psyche, their internal monologues, all of the stuff that we've been talking about, in all of our podcasts um, in a very clear and simple way. Um, so Jack's eyes return to the floor. Marius responded to the silence with chords, and the music he brought to the room lifted Jack's soul enough to move forward. What are you playing? Marius chuckled. This is the reason I've been coming up here the past few nights. I'm stuck in a song. A very special song. It sounds nice. Maybe you can help me finish it. Jack scoffed. I'm no musician. Ah, I gotta scroll. Yep. I think that's just what it needs. I think that's. I think that I think is that's a very live. solid scene. Very, very we solid did scene. It. Wow. We. All right. Wow. That's exciting. That we wrote a scene. That was fun. That was fun. Hopefully, it was as much um, fun for everyone else out there as it was for us. Yes. Um. 
All right. Right. Do we want to read it through entirely with you reading Jack's lines and me reading Marius's? Sure. Uh, do you want me to... Or do we feel like that'd be too repetitive? Um, I think it might be a, a, fun, a fun little recap. Nice. Yeah, I like that. So the setup is Jack is having a difficult mental health night. Marius brings him to his music spot to help him cope. Marius is on the stool with his guitar tuning it. Marius has just told the story of how he lost his team and feels responsible as their protector. Jack is standing sullenly to the side, arms crossed. He's just heard Marius' story and his reasoning behind the song. The song that we haven't introduced yet. Yes. I, yeah. We didn't go back and edit this, so we're still... Anyway. You guys have to put up with so much. So much. <laughs> uh, and now it's Jack's turn to open up and offer his own experiences and his side of his life story. All right, here we go. Jack uncrossed his arms and ran a hand through his hair. Did you try your best to save them? I tried everything in my power. We never stood a chance, did we? Not enough strength, enough power, not enough, just not enough. Marius shrugged. Maybe. Maybe this is how it was meant to be. Maybe we're destined to be the last man standing. Jack began pacing the room, hands clasped behind his back, eyes glued to the floor. He wasn't ready to meet the gaze of a man who could know the unknowable. He was not ready to be known. Marius began strumming his guitar in response. A simple melody, plucked on the six strings, perfectly tuned. Music, he had learned, was a great way to clear the room. To allow it to breathe. Jack began. Do I deserve to be the last man standing when I couldn't even lift my hand to fight? When I couldn't even defend my family? Why do I deserve to live when the ones who fought deserved death? Marius nodded, giving no response. Jack continued. I couldn't get them. I couldn't reach them. There wasn't even the chance. But I'm here, still alive, but alone. I don't want to live this life alone. There isn't anything here for me. Try to live. Why try to fight for something that was denied to everyone I love? He dropped his hands, turning to meet those eyes he had avoided. Is it even worth it? Marius met his gaze. I think it is. How? How can it be? I have to believe it was all for something. I have to believe we're here for a reason. In that moment, when I lost, he broke off for a moment, swallowing the lump in his throat. When I lost Christopher, I felt like I had lost everything. My last reason, gone. But he clung to life, even to the final moment. He fought so hard, and I can't let that be for nothing. I have to look forward, to live for him, for all of them. I have to keep going so that they can keep living through me. Marius looked back at his guitar. Maybe in the future, I'll be able to fulfill my role as a protector. And maybe, in that future, I'll succeed. But I'll never know if I don't keep going. 
he struck a chord. So, is it worth it? I don't know. But we have to keep living to find out. Jack's eyes returned to the floor. Marius responded to the silence with chords, and the music he brought to the room lifted Jack's soul enough to move forward. What are you playing? Marius chuckled. This is the reason I've been coming up here the past few nights. I'm stuck on a song. A very special song. Sounds nice. Maybe you could help me finish it? Jack scoffed. <laughs> I'm no musician. I think that's just what it needs. And nice. nice. Let's go! I will say... The paragraph that I was stuck on, it actually reads a lot smoother than I expected it to. It it flowed so well. It for for the deletion and rewriting that I was doing in the moment, I am impressed with how well it came out. Yeah. Yeah, this this turned out really really well. This did. Uh, so like we like uh Violet said, this is kind of the setup that we want to be doing for uh, a lot of episodes coming up is taking a prompt and kind of building an idea off of it. We've already have a Google Doc filled with ideas. Uh, but if you have any, if you come across those random writing prompts on Instagram, shoot them our way because we're always yeah. looking for more. And, you know, maybe we'll do like one of these and combine a couple of them. Uh, try and make <laughs> a, a story out of some stuff. So, yes. And, um, of course, as you're listening... Please feel free to share, to like, subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review, all the fun things if you want more. Uh, it's it's a little bit of cheese to our mental mouses looking for the serotonin, yes. so we would appreciate yes. any that you would give. I think to finish out, um, it is only appropriate, <laughs> uh, Violet, that you read your very polished, uh, very clear and very professional limerick. Um, yeah. To clarify the background behind this, I only finished half of the prompts. So, I wanted to get one more in before we started the episode. I had five minutes. So I wrote the poetry prompt, which I remember in the poetry podcast episode, I talked so much about how I was going to do something cool, something different. I didn't. This is what I came up with instead. Also, I had five minutes to write a quick limerick. I don't know if you remember, but we totally cut all of your stuff from the podcast, and I only use this stuff. Oh my gosh, we did. So, oh perfect. Yeah, no perfect. one heard so you. They, so no one heard any that. of your vain promises. And and if you guys are wondering why. I don't write poetry. So literally, that episode that we cut was just me listening to Scribe talk and going, yeah, sounds good. Until finally we caved and went, we can't do this episode with Violet. So it wasn't, it wasn't all that bad. I might, I might, uh, I still have the episode recorded. So I might, you know, release it as one of those little specials someday. Ooh, a bonus episode for bonus content. But anyway, here is a quick limerick. <laughs> all right here we go i didn't complete all the prompts no matter how hard i did want had so much to do that word rhymes with do and the other word matches with stomp i'm late writing so many things no matter how much joy it brings i sit and i sigh as i figure out why my muses refuses to sing but here's one more prompt i have done 
done happens to rhyme with sun. Our stream starts in five. Hope you'll join if you've time, but now I have to quickly run. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and we have a oh. member of the chat, i.e. the uh, maternal relational person, uh, cheering for you as well. So, if you Aww, do have a fan base out there, you. it is as big as mine. <laughs> Aww, I love that. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I know it was a little bit disjointed at times. When we actually record the episodes, we will have uh, the wonderful scribe editing out our yes. uh, odd pauses. Yes. So they will be much more listenable. Um, I don't think this was unlistenable. I just think that the editing will help polish it a lot. We're so if you're interested. In we're getting hearts in the chat. Yeah, I didn't know that so great. she knew how to do that. I, I don't um, even know how to do that. So. Props to <laughs> Good you. for you, maternal. Relational person. Um, relational person. Um, with that, Scribe, do you want to close us out? Yeah, uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break just because the next couple of weeks are a little bit crazy. And normally we have episodes recorded in advance, uh, but that was not the case. Um, obviously, we're recording this one live. Um, but when we do come back, we will be doing uh, the the series that I like to call a novel idea where we'll be trying to build a novel based off of these random prompts or ideas that we've had or that people have sent to us. Um, and so when exactly that will start again, I don't know. Uh, but, um, you know, in the meantime, uh, continue, continue listening to all the old episodes you might've missed. Uh, check us out on our socials uh, at scrub of worlds for myself and at the violet author for the violet author. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just we do a lot of really fun creative content there. I've been really getting into reels recently. So uh, check that out for, you know, kind of a behind the scenes look at my writing um, uh, process um, or just fun stuff that I like to do. Um, and yeah, I. Uh, like Violet said, today was a little bit disjointed, but on honestly, that's kind of how most of our episodes go. You just don't hear it. And this one was also a little bit longer and a little bit uh, more difficult than the rest of ours. Um, but yeah, let us know how you liked it. If you loved it, please, please let us know. If you didn't, um, lie to us. Uh, and yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's it. Like I said, we'll be taking a little bit of a break, but until then, wander well. Goodbye! Are we off the air? Oh. <laughs>